بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآل الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرني من ظلمات الوهم وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علمك رحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين we continue our discussion about divine justice based on Ayatollah Mutahari's book, Al-Ablul Ilahi of Divine Justice. Last session was about or ended with the discussion about general laws in the creation. He said there are laws in creation. For example, Allah would not change affairs of people, condition of people, unless they change by themselves. And of course, you know, we discussed about this in the Light of the other verses, and we said it seems that when it comes to taking away blessings and good condition, Allah would not take away unless people change. But when it comes to blessing them, it's possible that. Even if they don't change, sometimes Allah blesses them with something to test them or to give them opportunity. In any case, we have to make sure that we understand these laws properly. But the laws themselves are universal. Sometimes you think the law is changed or there is exception. But there is no exception in these laws. So, Ayatollah Mutahari has here... A Title, Qanun Chist. What is law? And he says, these laws are not imposed on the world. These are not added to the world. These are not like, you know, kind of arbitrary laws. These laws are indeed mechanism of running of this world. So basically these laws are abstracted from the creation, not that they are imposed on creation. You know? So after careful analysis and examination of the way this world is run, you can find out these laws. But because we are not that informed so we learn it from Quran or from Hadith but otherwise this is part of the system okay so these laws are not contract these laws are not arbitrary these are taken out these are abstracted drawn out of the creation are these laws with, with exceptions or without? Are miracles exceptions 
for the laws or not. We say, no. There are no exceptions, and miracles also are not exceptions. When your knowledge is not comprehensive, <coughs> and you know only this much, if then something happens which is outside what you know, you think this is an exception. Yeah? For example, you know, uh, if you thought that only sun produces light, then if you see that in the night there is light, you think that there's a mojiza or the exception, you know, what has happened. But you didn't know the laws of the nature. You can produce light from electricity. Or you can have some chemicals that produce light. You have some, you know, even uh, some types of fish that they have light, you know. So light for you was only coming from sun, but there are many things that you didn't know. So, some people may think to have Isa alayhi salam without father is an exception. The laws of nature have stopped here. Say no. Who said that there must be always father and mother? Yes, most of the time a child comes when there is father, but there can be a child without father and mother like Adam. There can be a child without father like Isa alayhi salam. Okay? It's contrary to ordinary process, ordinary course of affairs. But it's not impossible, it's not against causality. It's according to the cause and effect system. Or, for example, you know, dua. You know, for example, you know, his, Ayatollah Mutahari says, that someone asked Rasulullah if everything that happens in this world is by qada and qadar, then what dua can do? If qada and qadar are already there for this to happen, they would happen. If not, it would not happen, whether I do make dua or don't make dua. But Rasulullah said dua is part of qada and qadar. Means dua is part of the system. You think that only natural factors would determine the result. We say natural factors are important, but also there are supernatural factors. There are ordinary and extraordinary factors. But there is no exception to causality. It's not that something happens without cause. Something happens, you know, just by itself without any cause. No. But that is also part of Sunnah. There's no change in Sunnah. So if you knew the Sunnah, you would have known that here fire would not burn. Okay? So everything has a norm. And if you know then creation and the way Allah runs the world, you could understand all these things. For some people, this looks like exception, but for you, these are not exceptions. 
fire can burn and it can not burn. Yes. But we have only seen fire that burns. Yeah. So our experience is very limited. Maybe if we existed before Ibrahim, we thought fire always burns people. But now we know that, oh, it's possible that fire doesn't burn. Miracle, but miracle is not exception. Miracle is not escaping from causality. Okay? When you have miracle, you don't escape causality. There's a cause, but a cause which was not known to you. Another hadith here, so the first hadith was from Rasulullah about dua. That dua is part of qaza and qadr. If you make dua, qaza and qadr can change in your favor. If you don't do dua, it can remain different. Also, there is a famous story that Amirul Mu'min was sitting next to a wall. Then he realized that this wall is going to collapse. It was likely, was not firm, it was broken. So he changed his place. Someone said, are you running away from divine decree, from Qadha? He said, "Aferru min qadha illa ila qadarih. This needs explanation. I run away from qadha to his qadar. What does it mean? It means from one qadha to another qadha. It means that if I remain here, this wall can collapse on me. And then I'm going to die, for example, or be, you know, uh, injured. If I go to another place and this wall collapses, it will not collapse on me. So what is going to be the final situation based, is based on my behavior. Qadha is not something which is predestined. Whether you act properly or not properly, it's going to happen. No, you can change your situation. In other words, if you remember in Aqaid when we talked about Qadha and Qadar, we said Qadar is like different paths. For example, for a student, if you study hard, you become a scientist, you become a scholar. If you study not hard, but okay, you can pass the exams. If you don't study at all, they will reject you. There are different possibilities for you. Each of them you choose, there is a result for it at the end. So Qadar, we said, are those avenues that are measured and each of them would lead to a final situation, which is Qadha. You can choose. So, you should not think that human freedom is ignored, is bypassed when there is Qadha and Qadar. No, Qadha and Qadar are after you decide to do something. Yes, 
in the aqad if you remember i said there might be things that allah has already made in his qada like for example imam zaman is going to come but even here as i told you still allah would not force this would wait for people to do it freely to prepare for it freely he is patient enough to wait till this happens and also i explained for you a mechanism how that how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if he really wants something to happen in the particular time he can do it in the way that people freely would help that happen you remember the story of Pharaoh we mentioned so most of the time especially about individual lives Allah does not have any fixed plan for them Allah has planned in the sense that as an offer but not fixed plan that you have to become like this for humans as general there are some plans like Imam Zaman should come but he waits till one generation becomes ready for it Sometimes, for some particular people, there is a plan like Pharaoh because he had gone out of the limits. But even with Pharaoh, Allah didn't take away his free will. With his free will, he moved <coughs> towards the plan, implementation of the plan of God. We dis discussed this in details in Aqaid. Yes. Sometimes when people have something in their mind and before they pray or anything Allah give them that you know. so you can just say oh, I wish if I would have asked something else I could have got it you know something what, what is this uh... so this can be for many reasons it, it can be just by accident or it can be something that Allah because knew that what this person is going to want so Allah gifted him with his real desire, even if that desire was not yet expressed. Sometimes it can be a test to see whether you are grateful or not. So there can be many but reasons. The which was already a last chosen for that person and then the person gave it to us. When it is for particular people, normally nothing is predestined, nothing is fixed. And we can always pray and do more or better so that we change our life to better okay. yes when we say the qadr doesn't change but the changing in the qadr by give sadaqah or one action can we say that yeah qadr, qadr can change how can change Qadar is, because sometimes Qadar is used in the sense of Qadha, then it cannot change because Qadha is decisive. But sometimes we use Qadar in contrast to Qadha. So we mean by Qadar, the measurement, the possibilities, there can be different Qadar. You can decide, of course you are part of the, not everything is based on you, but at least in your part you can try to make this qadar your qadar. This qadar the one that actually would be applicable to you. As I said, 
As a student, there are different possibilities. And all is well planned. Nothing happens by chance. As a farmer, as an engineer, as a, I don't know, politician, there are several options for you. And each of them is well planned and structured. You can choose to move in this direction, or this direction, or this direction. But based on what you choose, the end is fixed. Okay? But I'm simplifying the issue, of course, because you can choose the avenue and the path, but again, every day we are making lots of other choices. But just suppose that you are making one decision and one path. Ayatollah Mutahari refers to this beautiful verse from Surah Talaq. And he says, this ayah has explained the reality of human role and also uh, the role of the supernatural factors very well. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا Whoever fears God as taqwa, Allah would make for him a way out. It means that when you are facing challenges and difficulties and troubles, if you have taqwa, there will be a way out. Maybe more than one, but at least one way out of this problem, one exit. And Allah would give him sustenance من حيث لا يحتسب From where he may not expect If you have taqwa Allah would give you rest from where you don't expect وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلَ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَا حَسْبُهُ These are general rules Whoever puts his trust in God God would be sufficient for him. Inna Allah baligu amrih. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala truly makes his affair reach the end. He can make his affair successful. Yeah, baligu amrih. He's not someone that is weak, na'uzu billah. And then he decides something, but something else happens. قَدْ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدْرَ But you know, you must know that everything has a measure. Nothing happens by chance or in bulk. You know, everything is well measured. So, this ayah explains few things. Some of them are this. First, this ayah explains that taqwa and tawakkul are two powerful means, two powerful tools, taqwa and tawakkul, two powerful means and tools. Don't underestimate them. Uh, have you listened to my lecture about spiritual tools? How much power is there in Tawakul, in Dua, or Tawassul? Yeah, that's uh, important that for a spiritual tools, there is no limit in their power. The only thing that determines how much power you can get from Tawakul, or Dua, or Tawassul, 
is your soul. Yeah, it's a. I have uh, given, for example, once I gave this in a camp, a spiritual retreat camp in uh, Toronto last summer. You can find it there, I think. A spiritual retreat. On YouTube? On YouTube. So, we say, Dua is the weapon of the believer. Okay? But in dunya, when you have a salah, when you have a weapon, everything is fixed. For example, you have this particular type of gun. How much this gun can reach? For example, if a bullet, bullet comes from this, how much it can reach? It's fixed. Yeah? How much, for example, this uh, gun can be powerful? It's fixed. If you have an um, engine, it's fixed. Yeah? For example, if you have a plane, the speed the maximum, you know, height that it can fly, it's fixed. But when we say mu'min, or we say mu'min, they are not fixed. Tawakkul is not fixed. It all depends on the esprit of the person who is using this. Because these are spiritual tools, and spiritual tools depend on the spirit that is using them. Okay? Like, for example, a pen. There is a physical side of pen, and there is a spiritual side of pen. The physical side of a pen, for example, if you take you know, a marker, or a pen, or a pencil, how much as a material instrument this can write is limited. But what depths of ideas you can put through this pen depends on your spirit. Mm. You understand? So, what you can gain through your dua depends on your spirit. I can make a dua. Just for, for example, my lunch today, and even don't get anything. <laughs> so my dua is very limited, even my dua may not you know, produce any result. But Ibrahim and Ismail can pray for several centuries afterwards, and their dua is accepted. Dua can reach even, or for example, Rabbana arna muslimayn lak wa min dhurriyatna ummatan muslimatan lak. Their dua even affected a nation. Yeah, billions of people who come after this dua. So, yes. So in that case, you can say that even the acceptance of dua is dependent on our roof. Of course. Yes. Mm. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not arbitrarily accept one dua and reject another dua. Everything is based on the one who is doing this dua. So how would we address those tradition about dua that when a person asks for something and that is not accepted and 
left for later on. So yeah. how do we adjust or tally these uh, traditions? So if your dua is accepted, then of course Allah would decide whether he gives you right away or later in dunya or in akhirah. But if your dua is not accepted, for example, you know, because someone was not honest or whatever, then nothing would be given to him, for example. Then the thing is, is this dua accepted or not? When and how he's going to show the result is another issue. But the acceptance of dua depends on da'i, on the one who prays, on the one who is supplicating. So, about tawakkul. How much tawakkul can change? You remember in Aqaid we talked about uh, Abdul Muttalib. Abdul Muttalib, when Abraham attacked Mecca, and you know the story, he said, Ana Rabbul Ibli walil Rabbun. So he put his trust in God. There was no way he could do anything to protect. It's not that he could protect and he didn't do anything and just he puts his trust. This is not tawakkul. But when you cannot do anything more, you have reached end of your power, you have done everything possible, and you put your trust in God. If you are someone like Abdul Muttalib, then because of this tawakkul, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can get into this and support you. But in the course of history, many times Kaaba was destroyed. Why? Because there was no one like Abdul Muttalib who puts his trust in God. This is not because God is not concerned about Kaaba. It's because of who is doing tawakkul. Okay? So, tawakkul of Abdul Muttalib is so powerful that Allah is man yatawakkal ala Allah hasbuh. But someone can do tawakkul and nothing happens because he's not mutawakkal. He's just, you know, showing. pretending and showing tawakkul. He's not really mutawakkal. The same is with tabassul. Mm. You can do tabassul and nothing happens. Mm. You can do tabassul and change your life. Salat is the same. Esta'inu bis-salat. Bis-sabr wa-salat. How much you can get power from salat? Is there any limit? No. It's only our capacity which can limit that. Otherwise, salat has no limit in what can pass on to you as energy, as power. So, مَنْ يَتَوَكَّلَ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ Whoever puts his trust in God, Allah will be sufficient for him. إِنَّ اللَّهَ بَالِقُ عَمْرِهِ Truly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would make sure that his affair would reach the end. And قَدْ جَعْلَ اللَّهُ لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدَّ He has fixed the measure for everything. So this ayah shows that taqwa and tawakkul have 
power and they can change your life. But at the same time, this ayah shows that there is a plan. There is measurement. This ayah also shows that the way your rizq comes can be something you expect and can be من حيث لا يحتسب Don't close your mind and narrow your mind only to the things that you are aware. Okay? Then Ayatollah Mutahari talks about Qadha and Qadar and Jabr predestination. He refers to a poem which is attributed to Khayyam but he says it seems that this is not the real Khayyam, the one who was a philosopher, because this poem is very uh, easy to reject, yes. How come he defends Khayyam so much in this text? Because a few times he defended him. Yes, because he says the Khayyam who is a philosopher, a mathematician, would be more understanding than saying something like this. So this person to whom this, and you know, he says even, experts on uh, Persian literature. They have said in uh, other people also. He says, Man mei khoram vahar ke chuman ahl bovad mei khordan man benazd u sahl bovad. Mei khordan man haq ze azal midanest gar mei nakhoram ilm khoda jahl bovad. He says, I drink wine and whoever is good like me <laughs> would take this easy. He says, God from eternity knew that I'm going to drink wine. And if I don't drink it now, his knowledge becomes ignorance. So perhaps he also is asking God, you know, to reward him because he's yeah. preserving <laughs> the knowledge of God. Yes. After this wine is really a spiritual thing that the Irfan is using. Yes. They don't that's, call the wine his That's alcohol. metaphoric wine, but this here he means it's real wine. Literal. <laughs> yes. The real one is the mystical one. This is the <laughs> this is not the real one. This is the Okay. So the answer to this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not make qada and qadar regardless of our free will, regardless of our decisions. In the same way that in natural events and incidents there is cause and effect. For example, if Allah wants to have rain, sunshine, greenery, he would not bypass the cause. There's cause and effect system. When it comes to human beings, part of the causality is our free will. So if he knows what I am going to do, he knows what I am going also to decide. Not that he makes a decision for me and then I have no choice except to do what he wanted. So he says this is very simple and therefore someone has made another poem in reply. 
علم ازلی علت اسیان کردن نزد اقلاز قایت جهل بود If you want to use eternal knowledge of God a reason for sinning this is the sign of unlimited ignorance because Allah knows what you are going to decide to do what you are going to freely choose okay so as a conclusion we can make these points just to sum up this world is run according to system according to laws which are not changeable and everything has its own place everything has its own role there is an order nothing happens by chance or accident and there is a hierarchy of different beings there is definitely tafawut there are differences but there is no discrimination there is no tabis there is tafawut but no tabis and what is contradicting justice and wisdom is tabis is discrimination not tafawut not difference differences are there and would not contradict justice and wisdom then we move on to the next discussion about shurur and this is another beautiful part of the book freely he knows what you are going to do freely what you are going to decide to do so qada and qadar involves all the factors part of it is your free will Yeah. Okay. If you remember, we said when everything is put together and you have al-illat, then ma'lul happens necessarily. This is called qawa, necessity of ma'lul after having illat al-tawna. Is it correct to say that this system or this soul or qanun that is in place? Is a flexible system that can change with just a simple dua. Mm. That is a system, but it's flexibility within the system that the taqdeer can change. For example, there is qadr, you can change taqdeer. Yeah. Uh, flexibility in the sense that there are lots of provisions inside the system. Not that the system is, you know, something loose. Mm -hmm. It's very well structured, very well planned. Right. But it has lots of options. Okay, you can change your options within the system. It's, yeah. yeah, you can choose different, different yes, paths. Yes. Uh, in case of uh, you know, Hazrat Ibrahim and Hazrat Sarah and uh, Hazrat Zakaria and his wife, where they both said almost the same thing, that we are too old. Especially Zakaria, Hazrat Zakaria said, "I'm too old, and my wife, she's barren as well." So how do you have a child? So if it's something, if, if we say that miracle is within the realm, then in that case, a proper... Within the realm of causality, not within the realm of the physics. Because you can have supernatural also cause. Oh, there's supernatural as well. Yeah. I think this agrees with Allah Iqbal's point, which I think I've quoted before. Hmm. It means, oh, 
Ilamak Basit, hey, all you human beings, lift yourself to such an extent that Buddha God, before he does his decree, he asks you, what do you want? Mm. So yeah. I think it's possible. Yes. So your decision is what makes your future. Of course, you are not the only factor, but you have great role to play, especially when it comes to Sa'ada and Shaqawa, to felicity, you are the main decision maker. No one can make you Shaqi if you don't want. What does he say about Mubahisa? <laughs> <laughs> it's included. <laughs> Whoever brings a poem about Mubahisa will give him some point, yes. Shaykhna, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows everything. Yes. And he knows the possibilities of every single possibility. So, <coughs> so if there was to be anything different, then that's the result of all of those differences as well. Yes. So not only he knows what has happened and what would have been, he knows what will happen if something would have been different as well. But all of this knowledge, all of this, all of these seemingly infinite possibilities are in the end limited. Because there's a certain number of created beings and mathematically there's a limited number of possibilities in the end, even if it's very, very general. And so this limited knowledge, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as an alim, uh, I think his knowledge is not just about these things. Yeah, maybe. About himself. Yeah. So about what himself, which is infinite. Yes. So this is very. It's too deep. Yes. Tell us a point. Yes. If you remember, we said we discussed two issues: differences and shuru, tafawutha and shuru. You know, bad things, evil. So, there are problems in the world, okay? And some people have used these problems to say that God is not just or wise, or even to say God does not exist. Because if God existed, he would have prevented these problems. Or some people have said we have two lords two gods for example god that creates good things and we have ahriman who creates bad things for example or something like that so we have to now discuss the issue of shurur ayatollah mutahari says philosophers have given a good answer to the issue of shurur the bad things first the first part of their answer, we will explain this, inshallah, more, you know, but just to give you an idea at the beginning. The first part of their answer involves explanation of the nature of shurur. What is the nature or reality of bad things? 
are bad things real or they are negation Allah Adami okay we'll talk about for example uh, death is lack of life illness is lack of health okay we talk about it in details the second part of the answer of philosophers is whether bad things are real or not real can we separate good things from bad things and we say part of the world is good part of it is bad and the world as a whole is good or bad or they are equal the third part is that bad things whether they are real or not real and whether they can be separated from good things you know or not the question is if something is bad is it absolutely bad and there is nothing good in it or even those things that are bad they can be relatively good this is another issue that we will discuss okay so one discussion would be whether bad things are real means we have beings which are created to be bad or bad is non-existence of good the second question is whether you can separate good things from bad things and the third is whether something which is bad is absolutely bad or there are aspects of it that can be good Ayatollah Mutahari says we would use the approach of philosophers Muslim philosophers but with a new kind of design because Muslim philosophers normally have dealt with this issue of Shah not as an independent subject they have discussed this in different uh, places in philosophy for example part of this discussion you can find when philosophers refute the idea of dualism the people who think that there are two creators part of this discussion can be discussed in the discussion about knowledge so there are different places that they have discussed this issue and that for example how divine knowledge belongs to Qadha and things like this but he says we want to use all these philosophical discussions for the question of shurur so the first thing we want to discuss is now whether we have dualism in existence or not in this sense that we have khair and shar some people maybe with good intention they thought we should not make God responsible for bad things God only creates good things but we have also bad things bad things are created by another person okay because they wanted to keep God away from creating bad things Ayatollah Mutari says for these people God is like 
a good person who has good intention but cannot stop bad things happen. You know, like for example, is a head of a family or I don't know, boss of a company. He's very good, he's very sincere, very nice, but he sees that the bad things are happened by bad people, he cannot stop them. He's just watching them. So they think God created good part of the world, but he's not able to stop bad part of the world. But Islam says no. God is the only creator, the only source of existence. Anything that exists comes from God. And He is all powerful. Nothing goes out of His control. He would not be defeated. He would not be overwhelmed or overcome. And He would not be busy with something, forgetting another thing. Okay? So this is not a good solution to say, God is okay because he's not responsible for bad things. So, we have to say, please listen very carefully, we have to say, from one perspective, we have good things and bad things. But from another perspective, everything is good. Everything which is created by God, which means everything that exists, is good. Only good comes from God. But then, when these things which are created and which are good are compared with each other, then they can prove to be good for you or bad for you. But this doesn't mean that they are bad as such, essentially, necessarily. And the whole system is good and beautiful. So, how philosophers then try to explain this, that everything is good, and we know that we have problems. So, the first thing that they say is that shar adamist means is non-existential, is negational. Of course, some people, you know, sometimes they don't understand this, and they actually try to uh, tease or ridicule even philosophers. They say, you say, uh, death is Adami, but we see people dying and suffering. Illness or blindness or poverty. How you can say these are Adami? These are very real. These are real problems. <laughs> so, Ayatollah Mutahari says, you know, you should listen carefully and reflect and understand what they mean. We are not denying that these things have real impact. But what we want to say is that what is created is like light. Problems are like shadow. Shadow is lack of light, absence of light. Shadow is not something created. So, life is created. Absence of life is death. Death brings suffering, for example, pain, but death is lack of life, okay? Yes, death by itself is another life and from that perspective is not bringing suffering. That's, you know. Illness, 
when you lose your health, you say, I'm ill. When you lose your vision, you say, I'm blind. When you don't have money, you say, I'm poor. Okay? It means that the benefits, the pleasure that you gain from money, you don't have. From vision, you don't have. From health, you don't have. Okay? So, he says, all these problems are adamiyat or thaqdanat. Means these are negational or lacking. A matter of lacking, missing. And human beings actually have a very important role here. They have to improve themselves by knowing how to address these problems. So it's not that we deny these things or we deny human role and say, you know, you just must be happy with this. No. You have them to try to, for example, preserve your health. And if you are ill, to bring back your health. If you are, for example, poor, you have to combat poverty. We are not saying that you have to just accept. But what we are saying is that you should know that poverty is not created. Okay? Death, illness, these are bad for us because these are lacking the other side which is created. It is positive. Of course, this is part of the discussion, but we would have also uh, more discussions. Then, he says, what is essentially bad is lacking life. And when an animal, wild animal, comes and kills someone because this animal has caused lack of life. You say, this animal is bad. But this animal is not bad. Because this animal has been causing, losing life, and life is good. Then losing life is bad. Then this animal that has caused losing life, you say it's bad. Okay? But imagine if this animal was there and not killing you or killing your dear ones, was it bad? No. So creation of this animal is not bad. Now you have lost something, then you say, this is bad. So he says the issues that are negative for us and we don't like them, Yes. So, because you don't have vision, then you say blind is to be blind is bad. But the main thing is vision. Imagine if God had not created vision at all, then blindness was not bad. Yes. But it's bad for the person. What? It's bad for the blind. No, no. I mean. You say it is bad because you are considering something good and now you don't have that, you say it's bad. So it's a matter of lacking something good. Okay? Yes. Two things need to clarify. One is when we read Surah Jabra, it says, 
This is your action. This is your action. Yes, Shah is there. We don't deny it. It's been created. And the second thing is the the <coughs> when you and in, in one of the ayah I think it says that keep away yourself from danger. Yeah. So when there are uh, animal created who are danger, so Allah is saying that you keep away yourself. Any, just an example. Here. Yes. So what does it, it mean that the, the there is no animal more dangerous than human beings? So that, this doesn't mean that human beings are bad. It doesn't mean they are bad. It means that we have to be careful. Yeah, we have to be careful. So, as far as God is concerned, as far as creation is concerned, as far as existence is concerned, everything is good. Everything has light. Because everything is a sign of God, is a creation of God, is a manifestation of God. Everything is good. But then when it comes to internal relations between different creatures, then we may say this condition or this thing that leads to this condition is not good for me. Even you don't know it's whether really good for you or not. But imagine you can say it's not good for me. Why? Because you are losing something good. Okay? So, in the whole world, there is only one type of being. And that is good. All the bad things are negational. And negation or non-existence, non-existential, they don't exist you are looking from the other side it's like for example when we don't have heat and we are frozen okay we say cold temperature is bad but do we have cold temperature we don't have cold temperature yeah. it's lack of heat okay we are not saying that we don't suffer suffering is real but we want to say that this is an answer to the question of the people who partition the world and the part of the world is created by God, part of the world is bad, not created by God. We want to say everything is created by God and everything is good, but then internally we may have relations that would be painful or would be not good for us. So this is one point. The other point that I leave it for, inshallah, next uh, session is that Shar is Nisbi, is a relative issue. Just give you an example. For example, for a snake, to have poison is good or bad? For a snake is good. For us, if this snake, you know, bites us, this poison is bad. Even for us, it's not always bad, because we can learn how to make medicine from it, you know? So, something, for something can be good, for another thing can be bad. 
For example, fire burns. If fire burns your house, it's not good. But if fire is in your cook and you are using fire for cooking, it's good. So it's relative. Yeah? Even death, which is disliked, sometimes death can be good. Many criminals have died, alhamdulillah. If they were alive, they could have made more problems. Or for example, imagine if no one was dying, how could we you know, live? Because uh, population and also, you know, uh, looking after your grand grandparents, one is 1,000 years old, you know, another one is 1,100 years old. <laughs> so how can you do this? So, death, in one sense, is a kind of uh, thing which is maybe you don't like it, but on the other hand, it can be positive. So, there is nothing which is absolutely bad. It means bad for everything and for everyone. It's relative. This is the second point to consider. Inshallah, we continue this discussion, inshallah. Uh, next semester. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen.